University of the New South Wales government. The award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Catherine Devaney. Yes, Catherine Devaney's here. You're some sort of TV critic, aren't you, Kath? <laughs> I'm not. I'm a mother of three from Coburg with nits, if you must know, Tone. I'm hoping you've brought in a lot of free stuff for us. <laughs> I have. Well, I woke up this morning and two of my kids were watching, were playing um, PlayStation with um, Australia's Funniest Home Video trucker hats on, and the three-year-old was sitting on the ground in the nude eating wheat bix out of a saucepan. Oh, look, that's pretty much how we start every episode. And we'll be finding out how Ed Cavalier's quest to get on to the funniest home videos. We've got an update on that. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to find out what happens when you push a giant ball of rubber bands out of a plane. Finally. Because that was, I think, really what 50 years of TV have been leading to. Absolutely. It's raining pigeons in Texas. We should talk that up. <laughs> we should talk that right up. And, of course, a fair go. Everyone wants yeah. a fair go. How do you get one? What does it look like? That's what we'll uh, attempt to find out on Get This Today. It's going to be a great performance. That is a gold medal performance. It is a gold medal performance to deliver such a complex yep. event, a world standard event. Sure. Uh, effectively uh, to a, a standard which hasn't been seen before That's and to happen. do it under budget. That's what we're going to do. Well, that'd be the sounds of then, courtesy Gang Jang. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another week of Get This. Myself, Tony Martin. That man is Ed Cavalier. Uh, morning, morning. He's got some fancy new yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. We are the world sock on his microphone. That's going to improve things. Got a face shield in my microphone. Richard Marsden's microphone is nude. I am pop shieldless. As and is he. And what about a big fat fake round for Kath Devaney? Yeah. Welcome aboard, Kath. Thanks goes with my big fat fake rack. Oh, okay. Mm. Racked up. Yes, yeah, sure I am. Fantastic. <laughs> usually got the biggest rack in this yeah. studio. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do you write uh, for Rove as well? I do. And so you work with Mr. Marson over there? Yes, yeah. we are two of his bitches. And can you confirm that uh, our sort of talking Richard up on the show has resulted in him sort of moving down the ladder a tad down there at Rove? Is that well, right? Well, he's a good house in a bad street. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that at all. Um, I'll have to ask Rove, but he's a tiny, tiny man who lives inside one of those Kinder Surprise eggs. Really? So after we put him together this morning, just before monologue time, I'll talk to him about that. What, what's the deal, Richard? Uh, how do you mean? Well, uh, you know... Uh, I'm being blacklisted uh, on, uh, from appearing on any Rove sketches. Is that what you're... Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm suggesting that's happening because we've been talking you up too much. No, that's just because he's crap. That's just, cause <laughs> he act that's just because he can't act. Obviously, you've not heard his Scottish accent. He can <laughs> pull a sound effect out of his ass, though. Have you got that tab going? No. You haven't got that one? Gotta do it, Rich. Oh, Gotta well. do it. If you ain't got it, Rich, you gotta do, do it. Can you do a running water? Can you, know you do that? that? No. Come on, Rich. While he's trying to find that, uh, Kath, yep. uh, Mr. Cavalier here uh, has been representing me out in public. Well, not me, yeah. but the show. The show. Sometimes he takes Josh Lawson along with him in a pair of glasses. Oh, of the course he does. Man. Yeah. Nighttime, Tony Martin. People are meant to think that's me. Mm. Listen to this in the paper over the weekend. Oh, Australia's yeah. most eligible bachelor, Mr. X, that's the bloke that won that Cleo thing. Yes, right? yes, yes. Should have X. no shortage of female admirers, wouldn't you think? He's got no... None, not at all. He's not short of female admirers. But instead of courting flirty fillies, say the papers, the newly crowned most desirable bloke in town mm -hmm. got out and about with his mates rather than enjoying entree to top haunts for singles, X, <laughs> and his Oz stereo colleague, Ed Cavalier, 
<laughs> was seen butchering classics at the, on the karaoke stage at the Sen Bar in Exhibition Street. It in Melbourne. doesn't say butchering classics. It does say butchering classics. Would you pass that over to him? Okay. Butchering. butchering classics. Yes, I write for the newspaper that certainly says butchering classics. <laughs> we, we, Tones crossed out his name and written X just to remind himself. Yeah, uh, and of course I have. I wasn't butchering a classic. We were doing perfect. He did Lou Reed's Perfect Day. Right. Uh, uh, Mr. X on vocals and me on air keys. <laughs> and air drums mm. and air uh, and air guitar and the ladies just leaping into the boat. Not really. <laughs> Quite an empty boat. No persons of interest on it. <laughs> no, but a very. It was a very Australian take. You know, because uh, you know blokes. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. You get the Sheilas any old days, but go. Right. You know, with your blokes, have a few drinks. You know. Actually, that's bit funny. of a perv. Well, we were saying it because I saw uh, I saw Mr X the next day, and he's just been crowned. You know, you know, hottest dude in Australia. Mm. Uh, and we spent the afternoon wandering the streets looking for a bike. Pump. <laughs> <laughs> is he going to do a no, centrefold? Is he going to do a bit of a, uh, yeah, you know, the option? A Jack Thompson? Get it all out for the ladies? What's what a Jack now? Back in oh, the 1970s. Thank uh, you, Tony. Unfortunately, hairy men uh, felt the need to uh, go tackle out the ladies' Jack bags. Thompson. <laughs> yeah, Jack Thompson. Hairy men with Clear. Cleo used to have... Like, Cleo, yeah. yeah. You had to have a moustache <laughs> and it had right. to go down the whole of your chest. Yeah. Send in. If anyone's got these pictures, email in. So Amazing. will Mr X, the uh, comedy geek... Yeah. Um, that that's what he's been dubbed in the paper. <laughs> really? That's comedy yeah. You know, if the kind of girls go for you know comedy geeks over you know stud muffins. That's never worked for me. A of, it's a bit of a backhanded compliment, really. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, that's what he was considered to be a bit of a comedy geek, and yeah. it was a bit of a turn up for the books that the ladies went for the funny guy. But I'm not surprised. Because I read something in the paper saying that women can forgive almost anything if a bloke is funny. Is that true, Tone? <laughs> well, no, not in my experience. No, Tone, <laughs> but I'm using bad material. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got to choose the material right. Hey, but uh, Tone, I've never asked you actually. Yeah. I know you're married now. That's true. But did, did you ever have like, when you? Were, yeah, I know. So. When I, know. I was younger, did I put it about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Oh, well, there were no takers. Really? Well, you see, I'm from an era when comedians really? were really quite unattractive. Yes, they had to be unattractive, badly dressed, and have a, a horrible case of halitosis. Nowadays, or they all, just weren't funny. They're very cute nowadays. <laughs> yeah. You get the feeling that Will Anderson spends hours choosing just the right pair of cargo pants. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then. Oh. Better do some material as well. You know, you get the feeling that's how it works now. Yeah, right. They're all cute and cuddly. And so are the women. Did you read in the paper on the weekend? They're that, hot. That, did you see are that, that the women are like they're saying that the women are a bit too hot for radios? You, you kind of your Fifi boxes really? et al. Your um, what's that? The other one who's on with a mat. Um, her. you know the yeah. one with the mullet. <laughs> so they're too. You hot know her, for and they're saying that that that, that radio is choosing ugly men and attractive women, which explains why <laughs> Tony and I are sitting next door to each other wait today. A wait a second. Yes, I'm not sure. I don't think there's any screening process. I mean, if there's no screening process on that music jury. I don't oh, think that thing. And clearly, because ZZ Top fans are getting through. You can walk in dressed as a pirate, you know. Uh, and I'll just say, yeah, neuromantics this way. Uh, hey, look at this. I can't be an unattractive man on radio because I've worked out. I look like Stuart Diver. Do you? Just? Oh, you do Check too. Not the not. 
Craig McLaughlin you do look wandering, at that. wandering yeah. shirtless through the snowfields. That, I couldn't work out how they got Craig McLaughlin's shirt off at the snow. In the first four minutes In of the, the first show. scene. <laughs> He's wandering about shirtless. I can't believe you watched it. But mm. look at that, Tone. There you do. Yeah. Have a look at that. on the website. Because, Tone, I'm going to uh, invent, when I say I, the IT people will, yeah. uh, on our behalf, a, a lookalike bit on the website because I mm. can't get enough. So, basically, if you got... Yourself, if you got Stuart Diver, yeah. Robert Mills, yeah. and the GE Money Genie, <laughs> and put them into that machine from the fly, that yeah. would be you. Right here. That'd be you. Yeah, what, yeah. Do, do you get, are you, I mean, apart from Warwick Fairfax, do you mm. get, who do else do you look like? I get the, uh, the, the <laughs> you must have been listening to this show. Hey, no, no uh, the computers for dummies guy, I get that. <laughs> James Valentine, I'm often mistaken for. <laughs> you look, if you, if you and then I and then I start uh, talking about films, and they go, oh, "He knows about films." That's clearly not James Valentine. I've, <laughs> I've got a uh, I've got a new one. If if Rich wore glasses, uh, the Dick Smith uh, drawing that they what are you? yeah oh, okay. If, if Rich had a pair of glasses on. He'd look just like Dick Smith. Dick Smith. Yeah. All right. In, ha- the, in the logo or for real? No, in the logo. Because <laughs> yeah. my head. He's much better he's looking than you in for real. <laughs> Are we all looking out? No, oh yeah. I yeah. think we've got to get to the important issues. Have oh, you got that sound effect there? Just else. hit it. Oh. Sorry, I just do this to irritate our Queensland listeners. <laughs> the sound of water being wasted. Oh, Drives them nuts. Oh. People are probably switching over. This has probably already been wrenched off air, I'm assuming, on Triple M Brisbane. But, of course, it is a big deal, water. And if you've seen what's going on in, uh, well, it's sort of up where Matt Dow's from, man who makes our sketches from Gimpy. He's a Gimpy man from way back, Matt Dow. Gimpy, proud seatbelt-wearing community. When you go into Gimpy... Oh, no, 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 that's not true. Um, I, it's not I, true. No, I, they're I, reckless. I drove once from uh, Mackay down to Melbourne with a 30-kilo dog and an 80-kilo Italian man. And as we went through each, we, we loved the bumper stickers, you know, that said, you know, you've just passed another bum, Bundy drinker. And But we loved yeah. what even more what they had as you went into towns. And I remember that Aubrey was proud seatbelt-wearing community, <laughs> but Gimpy was actually, welcome to Gimpy, free regulated parking. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Free, nevertheless. Free, did you? Free regulated parking. So that's why it's booming there. There will be no regulated parking when everyone's underwater, though, because they've got the mega dam coming. I don't know if Gimpy itself is going to be underwater. The mega dam will uh, be flooding about 500 properties in order to, you know, save water for certain parts of the state. People aren't very happy. Now, you've heard the kind of protests that they have down south. The bloke with his uh, yellow-bellied snake at the barbecue, yeah, we often play that clip. He's not happy. You'll throw a protest in, say, uh, downtown Melbourne, downtown Sydney, uh-uh. and it just goes off, even in downtown Brisbane. Uh-uh. Furious. People shouting from all corners. Yeah, yeah. Have a listen to what an angry protest sounds like in Gympie. We have an enemy who uses the media to send out propaganda that would make you think that the war is already lost. We have a battle that we have to win, and we will win. We have an enemy who uses the media... <laughs> a to single horse. <laughs> a single horse voicing their anger. <laughs> was that a sound effect? That was, was that, not was a that sound effect. That was often used you last are, night. Your pants are on fire, for Richard Marsland. For sure once, are. we did not fake that up. Is that true? I swear to you. Uh, but free regulated parking. <laughs> That's why the horse is there. Assistant not, Mayor Seattle Slough giving his opinion there. Not just the horse. The, the locals are getting pretty stroppy too. I have installed a punching bag on my veranda with Mr Beatty's name on it. And when I'm feeling just too much, 
I have a good punching macho on it. <laughs> his name? You can draw his face. At least draw his face on it. This looks like he's right his name. Yeah. Like he brought out a range of punching bags now. Her husband's thrilled because at least his face is off the bloody punching bag. Right. <laughs> I just had, and that pause too. I think there's something else going on because she goes, well, I've just had too much. <laughs> too much what? I'm a punching match. Too much free regulated parking, <laughs> I reckon. Look, let's get this program started and then we've got to visit that, fed, you know, because I don't want to, you know, put Queensland down. No. Because the Gold Coast. I do. I'm, I'll hop right in. Nah. I really will. No, I'll hop in. Not no. while the Gold Coast plays home to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. <laughs> Place. Oh, We've man. got a bit of Ripley's action Place. coming up next. That'll be Snow Patrol. This is Get This Around the Nation. Catherine Devaney is with us. She's a bit of a writer. I'm. Yes, I am. I, with my fancy words and my fancy pen, I do a little bit of writing in yeah. a big newspaper with the big pages and the big words. And do you get into like TV shows? I do, look. I have to kind of be fair. I'm like a parent. I have to pretend that I love. The them all, but I don't. Uh, so I do, yeah, I do a bit of writing. I um, talked about uh, Doctor Who, who I'm not sure is a real doctor because I've never seen him drive a BMW nah, uh, last a week. Doctor. But next week, tune in and watch me um, get the boot into um, The Apprentice. <laughs> and I was, I found myself, I knew that I was a um, writing about The Apprentice when I was in the um, thesaurus trying to find another word for corporate maggot. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, nothing came up, but there was a few faces of people like Alan Bond and Laurie Connell. Do they need a new series? Yeah, I mean, hasn't that all been done? The apprentice. How many jobs is he giving away? This this Trump fellow. He's got. He's got. He's doing one, but I would like to see an Australian version, which basically, uh, you know, the apprentice ends up getting boned by Eddie Maguire or forming a naked human <laughs> pyramid. But what that's just me. Going that's on? me. What is going on About at nine? What? With Kerber enthusiasm. What? Oh, that, that is the funny... Look, that is shame, shame, shame. We get a lot of letters about that show. I bet you do. A lot do. of emails. I and love it. They started running it again recently. At 11 o'clock at night. And then it went to one or something. On Sunday nights, mm. and they just ran five ips and pulled it off. What, wasn't rating high enough for a show at 11.30 <laughs> on Sunday night with zero promotion? <laughs> What's the deal there? Oh, look, I'd love to be zero able to tell you, but it's just a, a case of, you know, incredibly silly... People who just underestimate the intelligence of the viewers. Well, maybe they don't. <laughs> but I mean, we all because we of course, of course, just um, get the DVDs and gorge yeah, ourselves right. as soon as they come out. That was the, the last episode they showed before they took it off was hysterical. It was Richard Lewis needed a new kidney, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Lewis and his friend and Larry, who's meant to be his friend and yeah. Larry's manager, both were compatible, oh. and so you know who's going to give the kidney? Yeah, and they agreed the they wouldn't campaign against the other one. <laughs> And so Larry's going around and going, oh, I don't want to campaign, but I mean, you know, um, I'm a lot older than him. <laughs> He's a fat guy. That's a big kidney. <laughs> you could take up drinking again with that kidney. Hysterical. Oh, well, let's take that off and have more Chris Mania. <laughs> yeah. What's going on there? I oh, know. Look, I'm just, uh, if it's going to be on in the same time slot as Mash, Mass for You at Home, that's when I realise uh, that they've gone rock bottom and we're going to have to go down burn down the place, eat their dog, and that's it. You know, I'm sorry, there's always one that spoils it for the rest of you, and I think it's you, Channel 9. Naughty, well, naughty, naughty. Shame more and you. more people are going over to the Foxtel and the pay TV, yeah. and I can see why when you've got on Fox 8, the Ripley's Believe It or Not show. Oh, of course. Yeah. see much of that? Yeah. Oh, oh, man, do they give sizzle? Yeah, oh. really. They can, there's more they sizzle give, than show. They give they like, give good sizzle. They sure it's, do. It's a three quarters of an hour worth of telling you what's coming up in the remaining quarter of an hour of the show. Fantastic. Here's what they were giving sizzle to on the weekend. The Ripley's Road Trip reaches ground zero to unleash the unbelievable event you've been waiting for. 
1.6 million rubber bands woven into a 2,600-pound sphere. What will happen when the world's biggest rubber band ball streaks to Earth from over 6,000 feet high? Here it comes! Years in the making, never orchestrated anywhere. Join Kelly Packard at the point of impact to witness the fall of the giant ball. <laughs> six wow. years in the making, a bloke has knitted wow. together six million rubber bands okay, hang on a second. into a ball. Six million. Now, if that man is listening, can I just say to you, from all of us here, feel free to get a life <laughs> at any stage, a very large one. No, he's made it. Yeah. But, uh, but wait a second, I can understand if you're wrapping a rubber band around itself. Yeah. But when it's like uh, the size of a person... He's knitting them into kind of bits of rope and see, making larger rubber bands oh. and just winding it round and round. Okay. And, very, you know... Is it very spherical? In, yeah, it's perfectly spherical. Perfectly spherical. And in case you don't... Because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you understood from that sizzle what was going on there. Yeah, he's been oh. chucking it out of a plane. But yes. then... Dean Kane used to be Superman. Oh, is he on Ripley's these days? He hosted in a he's, sort he's of done well. in an antique he's... shop oh, lit of... by Russell Monkai. <laughs> oh, that's where he's hosting. It must be my birthday. <laughs> really, what a thrill! Here's what he's got to say. Tonight, you will witness a world exclusive event. Something so big and so unbelievable, it will likely never be attempted again. This is the world's largest rubber band ball. Yeah, we know. Imagine what would happen if it were dropped from an airplane more yeah. than a mile mm -hmm. high. Mm -hmm. Will it bounce? We will find out tonight when the ball is pushed from an airplane over the Mojave Desert in Arizona. Do you get the idea? I do, but I'm, I, I can't help asking this, this question. How big is this? the world's second biggest rubber band ball? Well, that's I'm it. fairly sure there's a pretty big <laughs> drop Because he's broken the record at some point. But, I'm, in, but in what, case, <laughs> are people really across what's going to happen? No. Let's just have some more sizzle. I'm standing in the heart of the Mojave Desert at the uh -huh. Kingman Airport in Kingman, Arizona. Tonight, we're going to drop the world's largest rubber band yeah. ball mm -hmm. from an airplane more than a mile high. We know. 6,000 feet in the air. That's right. Where will it hit and what will happen to this massive ball of rubber bands, more than 6 million of them, once it slams into the earth? The truth is, this has never been done before. Uh -huh. And no one, not even the physics experts we've consulted, can tell us exactly what will happen. Physics experts. Physics experts. <laughs> Hello, physics experts. Yep. What will happen when we push a rubber band ball out of a plane? Uh, stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> We've got physics to do. Let's meet the creator of the ball. Oh, I want you to meet the man who created this enormous ball. I this is Tony wait. Evans. One yeah. obvious question. Why did you do this? <laughs> we just started building a rubber bands, and oh. then we had a purpose of uh, doing it for special needs children, and we just took it from there. Well, that's great. Well, now we know why he did it. Let's take a look at how he did it. Now we know why he did it. No, we don't. Well, hang on a second. He we... didn't say it all. He just went, I found a purpose. I've got a purpose. I've discovered me purpose. Well, Ringo Starr had to do something after the Beatles. <laughs> that was definitely him. What does his wife think? When he first started making the rubber ball, I thought he was a bit mad. <laughs> And now, <laughs> you see, he's totally sane. He's a visionary. But oh, is he confident? He's a is he confident? Now, do you have any reservations at all in doing this? Because I understand you put a lot of hard work into this. Six years. It's my baby, but I got confidence that it's going to bounce. Oh, so you think it's going to bounce? I really do. I go against all the experts and I say it's going to bounce. Oh. oh, I love it. All right, Dean, this is the ultimate fantasy, and we're going to see it firsthand when we drop this 2,600-pound ball from an airplane 6,000 feet in the air. When are you going to do it? Yeah. Stop telling us you're going to do it. <laughs>
Just do it. It's going to bounce. It's They've consulted experts. Okay. You want it to bounce. And forget the physics experts. Idiots. Because R- Ripley's never showed us any physics experts. No, no, no. no. That's, not, that's not his business. No. It's <laughs> not Ripley's go. Because when you want to know whether something will bounce, yeah. who do you ask? Hot chicks in bikinis. Oh, it's going to bounce. It's got to. Whoa. It's got to bounce, right? It's rubber band ball. And I think it'll bounce a little. I think anything that falls out of airplane bounces. What? Hot chicks say it'll bounce. Wait a sec. Didn't she say anything that falls out of a plane bounces? <laughs> Not a 10-litre block of frozen urine, I don't think. And I know because I've been hit in the head with one. Far out. <laughs> anything that <laughs> the physics experts say. Hot Not physics sure. experts. <laughs> In bikinis. <laughs> but, hey, we're almost there. So what will happen when we drop the 2,600-pound rubber Tell band me, ball? Show it's show almost me. time to find out. I see the plane. Let's all get into the Jeep. It's time for the drop. All right. The <laughs> moment we've all been waiting for is finally here. It's getting dark outside. Yeah, Just drop that ball. Yeah, Watching as it game. falls at more than 400 miles an hour here towards it goes. the ground. Here it goes. Oh, that thing's dropping fast. It's falling. Oh. Here it comes, you guys. Here it comes. Right there, right there, guys. Here we go. Oh, me plums! <laughs> what happened? It's just nothing happened. Nothing at all happened. Six years of like you just hit the ground, a little bit of dust went up, and there's rubber bands everywhere. It didn't bounce, it just disintegrated instantly on impact. The physics experts were wrong. The hot chicks were wrong. How dare you? The man with no life was wrong. Dean Kane was wrong. Oh, no. The bloke's wife was wrong. Oh. No one said it's just going to be crap. Nothing happened. what it was. Nothing happened at all. You know what the problem was? It was a tiny... But the whole thing was a problem. No, two problems. Not enough sizzle for it. Not, not enough forward <laughs> promoting. And I don't think the ball was big enough. He needs to get back out there. And make it bigger. Ed, how big's your ball that you've been working on for the last 12 years? Well, it's not quite 26,000 million feet high. Well, I don't even remember <laughs> the physics. I have to call the physics experts. You show them, Ed, with yours. Really? Yeah, you get your balls out. You show them. <laughs> All right. I'm, all right. Then. It was piss week. No. It was absolutely no, piss week. It was the smallest puff of dust you've ever seen. No, but I... here's what Dean Kane said. Unbelievable. <laughs> and you saw it only on ribbons. <laughs> Thank God. Oh. What a show! Would building a six million rubber band ball six million rubber band would that make you Aussie enough to be led into this country and be given a fair go? Would only, that be enough? Only if, if you did it while you were flashing a brown eye, I reckon. If it bounced. Oh, look, that's what we've got to do. What constitutes a fair go? I believe it didn't bounce. I really... <laughs> like, I know I know that it was... The plane's a long way up, right? And I know that it's hitting the ground quite fast. Yeah. Just, Ed, can I ask, are, you, are you a hot babe in a bikini or a physics expert? I'm, because if you're not, I don't think you can really comment on something like this. All right. We'll continue this debate in just a few moments. Get this. And we're saying, pull them out of the cupboard, let's have another look at them. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. What are we, we're learning about me today. Ed's yeah. wondering whether I used to put it about a bit when I was younger. <laughs> And now Catherine claims the only time she's... Uh, Catherine Devaney, co-hosting hey. this morning. Yes, the only I time am. she's met me, I was pissed, Yes, apparently. you were. You were quite drunk. Um, so, Ed, you asked to be put about, and I've read his book, Lolly Scramble, which I must say is an absolute terrific read, and I'm not just saying that because right. I'm sitting next to the guy. I thought it was a ripper, but didn't buy it, borrowed it from a friend. Oh, there you so go. So I, okay. I actually haven't added to your pocket at all, oh, but that's... I... 
There's can... nothing to add to. Um, but I, I, did... I got my first royalty check for that book recently. Go. Four grand. What? Oh, lovely. I mean, lovely. that's a lot of money. I'm not oh, saying no to four grand. grand no. But it's, it's hardly whenever you get in a cab, you get a lot of, oh, mate, you're getting those Da Vinci card bucks yet? <laughs> and the thing is, I go, four grand, is that good for a book? And then it, uh, authors, actual authors are saying to me, oh, mate, I've never got a check as big as four grand. <laughs> I've, really? written, I've written three books, and I tell you, one mm. book took me took me 20 minutes and the other ones took ages but no i've never seen them at 13 bucks seven dollars and five cents but i did i've i've only met you once before and you were rather drunk you'd been drinking with alan bro yeah you, well he's at, enormous he's enormous. the size of a, a grain silo and if you haven't seen tony martin think about a toothpick and yeah. um I, it was about two o'clock in the afternoon i was with a mutual <laughs> friend a who, i know alan and he knew tony and uh no it was two o'clock in the afternoon and they were fairly glassy-eyed and very kind of Ugh. what was the occasion tony it was, uh, the Wednesday. occasion was I got together with lunch with Alan Bro, yeah. and I thought and well, he's just he's enormous. Yeah. So he just drinks and drinks, yeah, and yeah. it just it gets up to his ankles, and yeah. there's no effect whatsoever. Everybody's having these kind of fairly serious meetings at Mario's, you know, talking about you know black skivvies and stuff, and there they are, you know, flashing brown eyes and uh, going, "Oh, lady." So that was yeah, and fa- r- rather drunk, but kind of not vomiting or slurring. Nice drunk, not BNS drunk. Was, was you know, that an not, exact not, quote from me, uh, lady? Uh, <laughs> you. It was a bit, there was a bit of kind of, it, there was a bit of a leering look kind of going on, but it wasn't actually leering at anyone. It was just kind of can't really get it together. It was an incredibly benign scene from Once Were Warriors is what it was. <laughs> really? But look, enough about that. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, no. <laughs> what else is there to say? <laughs> ducking that stuff. That's the problem. Can I, I tell mean? them what you do with a salt and pepper shaker? What's the, no, I suppose not. Okay. <laughs> Let's get on to... Maybe you could write it down, and 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 if it's okay, I'll let you say it. Okay, sure. No problem. (laughs) What about music? What have you got for a Z? Guitar, and uh, if you guys would all please uh, give me some electronic hand claps, that would really help me out. Do you want me to just say, hey, at some point? Uh, Look, I'd prefer not, but if you feel the urge, then do it. Just just the hands? Yeah, electronic hands. Two, three, four. Yeah. Oh, do these claps, do we? Uh, in, 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 in. How about now? Oh, is that all right? Yeah, that was okay. Uh, another one, please. I'll say hey if you want. Here we go. Hey! That's the romantics. Ooh. What I like about you, it's get this on Triple M Around the Nation. Kath Devaney's with us. I am, and I've got to say I'm on Triple M and I haven't seen a nickel back yet. Oh, uh, we've Nick, got rid of them. They've gone round the dark side of the sun. They'll be back, though, okay. I reckon. Yeah. How, just if you see one, can you point it out? Because I still don't know what a nickelback is. <laughs> oh, look. It's, uh, well, it's basically a trampoline champion going... That's right. Oh, I thought it was like a dog. No. Like, yeah, like, you know, like a cross dog. Kelpie, cross nickelback. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. the turt. It's the turt. Chad Turton, Nate Kruger, former trampoline champion, now singer. We want him to get back on the tramp. Back on Let's the tramp, Let's raise some money. Back on the tramp. Back on the tramp. Back on the tramp. Do you reckon we can get that horse involved in our protest? <laughs> That was not made up. Do you want to play uh, that again? Just hook that up again. I because not, people uh, think tone. we've added it. Uh, I, I'll say after this. Okay, this is from uh, a massive, protest. full-on protest mm. over the weekend in Gympie. We have an enemy who uses the media to send out propaganda that would make you think that the war is already lost. 
We have a battle that we have to win, and we will win. <laughs> we have an enemy. Well, you've not edited that, I swear to you. If you had edited it, it was a bit clunky. It's you know? a bit clunky. That's the thing, if it wasn't in it. But <laughs> when it's that bad, and uh, when it's look. that, you just kind of go, oh, we wouldn't have just put that. We would have put, like, a nude lady saying something <laughs> oh, there yeah. if we had the choice. But it happened to be a horse, <laughs> and truth is funnier than fiction. And we do love to add a nude lady. For any, yeah, that's pretty much our not standard enough, modus operandi. Not enough nude ladies on this show. I've uh, got a couple of things email-wise yeah. that relate to that, I think. Uh, people, <laughs> A lot of people emailing in asking about the Sound of Music clip that we yeah. played. Oh, yes. Yeah. Not uh, understanding why we played it. Yeah. Now, uh, Rich, can we give it one more? Yeah. Okay, we're not allowed to say why we're playing it. Yeah, it's just a great bit from a great movie. Yeah, here we go. Let's have a go. Our Abbey is not to be used as an escape. What is it you can't face? I can't face him again. It's fairly obvious, isn't it? Well, I thought so, but I have, I'm a television reviewer and I have my critical guide to television on the back of my little um, column thing mm. and I also gave that show a plug and I used that line to plug it. I said, how do you solve a problem like Maria? You get Mother Superior to say, what is it you can't face? Yeah. And no one got the line uh. apart from the editor and said, uh, yeah, can't say it. <laughs> We had a lot of people email in and say they were showing Sound of Music uh. and then the whole station crapped itself, uh. they've gone to black, uh. and then they've picked up the movie again, they wound it back and showed that line again. <laughs> so surely they Popular knew what they demand. were doing. Obviously uh, they knew and, what they were doing. one other one, yeah. great email here uh, from our friend Tim from Werribee. So, yep. Tim, you know they have like beds under a lot of programs? You know like people will be talking on the radio so yeah. and they'll just be like... Kind of yeah. going in the background. That's right. He's got an idea for a bed for us that to have a background music from early nineties platform video games. Oh right. Right. Now I think we're gonna have to give it a crack. So I want people to email in, give us some suggestions. There's obviously Super Mario, and all those kind of things. So email in, tell us which which early nineties video game background music you'd like. What about we'll Pong? Pong would be good. Just Pong would be good. Beats every now and again. That'd be good. Boop. See? That's already. That's, a, that's already. testing its pants off. I could see listeners jumping into the boat. Yeah, yeah see, that's, that's, uh, that's a good idea. So that's some sizzle. That's what we want. Yeah. You say you're getting a lot of emails. Are you getting those Viagra emails? I don't get those anymore. Because they reckon it's one bloke. Did you see this? What? This was on the front of the Sydney Morning Herald last week. If you've been inundated with emails advertising Viagra, mm. a new investigation suggests it could be the work of a single culprit. He is uh, busy. The ACMA is investigating an allegation that a single Australian resident was using his or her home computer to send over 2 billion unsolicited wow. spam email. Wow. 2 billion. And what's he getting out of it? How much Viagra has this guy got? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's he sitting on? It's got a massive I've got warehouse. a fairly good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was this bloke, and this is yeah, a... What if a, we all said yes? Then what would he do? Uh, he'd be caught with his pants down. Yeah. Certainly yeah. would. Gee, Is it like you send out two million and maybe two people? That's what I reckon. Mm. That's how it works? That's how it works. Here's a slightly disturbing story, again from Queensland. Yeah. Uh, a young woman was so disturbed by an indecent act committed during a bizarre burglary at her Bayside home, she's oh, since been forced to move house. Now, so it's a serious story. Yeah, but what's... Yeah. Serious implications. Okay. But I thought we might just examine the bloke's behaviour. Please. That's okay. Maybe we'll That's learn something right. about the human mind. Okay, a neighbour who broke into the 29-year-old woman's home while she was out and, and I'm just going to change the wording here slightly to made love to her lingerie drawer, was <laughs> unable to <laughs> offer an explanation for his behaviour as he faced court last week. The carpenter, 45, did not know the woman and did not know how he ended up inside her home. 
course not. Then this is the really interesting... I mean, it's all pretty interesting. <laughs> the court was told the man also used a camera belonging to the woman to take pictures of his penis during the incident. So he's gone, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to get some pictures. I'll have to be able to prove it later. How I ended up here. Did he nick anything or did he... This this is interesting. He was also arrested for stealing her fridge a vacuum cleaner. What would he have been doing with that? And a compact disc player. Wait a second, he stole her fridge? He stole her fridge? How did he do that? How do you wheel a fridge, a vacuum cleaner and a microwave out? He doesn't even know how he got into the house. And yet he's stealing a fridge now. He walked past the iPod, he walked past the laptop, and he said, that fridge I could sell down at the pub? No worries. first... Where's the derps? <laughs> but this is the interesting part. Oh, I shouldn't say his name. Mr. X. No, it's not Mr. X. <laughs> not the Bachelor of the Year. Mr. Z. Mr. Z. Admitted to the masturbation and photo taking, but denied stealing the three <laughs> items from the woman's house. Yeah. Going off into that drawer, yeah, taking a photo of it. Yeah, that was me. But no, I'm not taking her fridge. What do you think I am? I'm not a pervert. I'm not a weirdo. Sure, I had an um- Uncle Doug in the smalls drawer. <laughs> the defendant stated he had been out drinking. Oh, surprise, surprise. Most of his life. On his way home, he walked into the complainant's house by mistake. After discovering he was alone in the house, he described himself as becoming excited. So he went, will I go to the 7-Eleven get one of those chicken rolls in the microwave or will I go to my neighbour's place and uh, cause a bit of havoc? Get it out! Best telly movie ever. Buy the rights! Buy the rights, Ed. As we often say on this show, it's just so that everyone will have to do that in the (laughs) reenactment. Right, they're going to have to do this into a drawer and make them take photos of it while they're about it. Maybe there's a second person. Eh? Maybe there was a second person, one, a photographer. Holding the drawer open? Yeah. Helping him, helping him with focal length? Yeah. When you said <laughs> a camera, the I thought you were going to say that there was a toothbrush involved, because you know that great story. <laughs> That's a real... It's, a, it's, a, it's an urban myth, but there was a toothbrush involved, yeah. uh, which I would like to see enacted on, um, enact on uh, Crime Stoppers. Yeah. Best telly movie ever. I think. <laughs> what would it be called? Dude, where's my fridge? Uh, drawers of Hope. <laughs> Draws of hope. We're going to have to think about that because there's a good answer to the that. The day question. my Hoover broke. In the meantime, let's get up a mountain. We're going to have to be quick. Yeah, yeah, we are going to have to be quick. What are we looking for? The fair go test for migrants. Have mm. you seen this? Yeah, have you yeah, seen yeah. people? They've got to behave more like standard Aussies. That's right, because oh, very un Australian the way they're getting around with their sushi and their, um, oh, you know, their oh, Middle yeah. Eastern food and what, what have you. Very un Australian. Uh, yeah. Migrants will need to understand the concept of the Aussie fair go yeah, before right. being granted citizenship under beefed up immigration laws planned by the here government. Beefed up, thank goodness. All I've seen all week is people going, you know, they've got to show more respect yeah, for yeah. women. These people love us more than they're ready yet. Come to our country, learn to speak our language. You want to hear again? I saw Bob Gatter on the news. Oh, oh. Is that the same Bob Gatter used to have a gun under every bed in yeah, his house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's of course it. he did. They've got to be more like us. And you just go, yeah, you know that when Bob Gatter and his mates are down the pub, there would be nothing but respect for women. Absolutely. It'd be wall-to-wall it, respect for it women. It would be, come on in, let's talk about some underbouvoir, shall we? Exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we want people to do as we say, not as we do, yeah. essentially. Yeah, that's yeah. it.
Yeah, speak, speak up and speak English. But there's got to be a simple way. I mean, you know, English tests, that takes too long. We need simple tests. Yeah, simple. Can they do the Bunnings Warehouse jingle? That's what I'm That's saying. <laughs> Stand on behind that line. Burnings Warehouse. Yep, you're yeah, in. You're in. Absolutely. That's yeah. Aussie enough. <laughs> and if they get this bit, pull my finger, and they reach towards, all right, in you, you go. know, grab your pie, love, and uh, <laughs> put your thongs on. Congratulations. Off you go. What other tests do we need? Mm. Mr. Marsden, what do you think they should be made to do? These people. These immigrants uh, should be um, made to watch Molly's death scene from a country practice without tearing up. Oh, That's good. Because be uh, did you watch uh, the Channel 7 uh, oh, extravagance? No, no, no. <laughs> it came in at, like, number 12 for great TV moments, beating out, I think, Cyclone Tracy. Oh, really? okay. Yeah. It was a really weird... They had this Very countdown... <laughs> And, like, Molly's death was at number 12. Really? She straight in. At a, <laughs> and, she wasn't a even, and she wasn't even a real baby. She was just a little doll. She oh, was wow. just a little plastic doll. Was um, there a higher death toll on country practice than Cyclone Tracy? Do we know? So. Wasn't we it sadder when the wombat, like, wandered off or something? Did the wombat die or just wander off into the bush? Contract negotiation. Well, if you knew Contract that, negotiation. you'd be a fair dinkum Aussie. You, you can come in, Steve right. well, You come in, right. I've had a good run. All right. Uh, okay, yeah, let's have a test. What? I reckon uh, I want him to hear. I want to hear him say things like "She'll be right, fair suck of the sav." Uh, you know, calm down. Uh, come on, love. You know, one meat, two veg, pronto. And if they can do that backwards, they're on board. Yeah, and if they've got a university degree, and as long as they don't steal our jobs or marry our women and take those gold bars out that they obviously come with. <laughs> The one, because <laughs> apparently, according to my redneck relations, they come here with these gold bars shoved somewhere. Really? Yes, and they get a Rolls Royce as soon as they get off the plane, and yeah. they and a milk bar. And before you know it, yep. they're, they're get, going your derps drawer <laughs> and taking photos as evidence. Every day I get home. All right, that's what we want: a simple Aussie test. Ty, the words to tie my kangaroo down. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> out, out, Cavalli. What? what sort of name is Cavalli anyway? That's not Thai very Chinese. Australian. It's not very Australian. Thai Chinese. Yeah. It's fine. That's suspicious right uh, there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, one triple three five three is the number. Give us a call. This might, this could potentially, if they, if it wasn't our classy listeners, yeah, get a touch on the old, you know, what's that? Racist. Let's be nice, shall we? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get Bob Catter in here. He'll yeah, vet everything. Bob, Bob's good. Look, there's he does a great comedy act. He does Bob Catter Goldthwaite. Have you seen him doing that? <laughs> hey, there's a prize. Tony, there's a prize. Don't give me the music. Look at this. Dolphin shower curtain. Uh, this is what you... Pretend you're showering with a school of dolphins. And is that a prize? I'm going to get it for people. Wow, the best Aussie suggestion. The best way people yeah. can get a fair go. Yeah, gets a shower curtain so they can pretend they're showering with dolphins. What about they have to stand behind the line yeah. and walk like David Boone That's towards the exit? Idea. Do the Boone walk. That's a good idea. If they can do the Boone walk, they can stay. Yeah. All right. One, two, three, people. One, two, three, five, three. Give us a shout. That's Rob Thomas. This is how heartbreaks. No time even for the theme. Kath Evan is here. We're trying to put together our own yep, fair yep, go test yep, for yep, migrants. Yep, yep, yep. What do we got here? Hey, John. Hi. Oh, hi. Oh. Hey, John, what's the test, brother? Um, you have to know who killed Daphne on Neighbours. Oh. And, 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 John, yeah. the answer is... Uh, Greg Fleet. Absolutely. Go for gold, you little beauty. He oh, wasn't yeah. uh, even scheduled to go in that day. He just showed up and you know, <laughs> had a crack and off he went. <laughs> oh, oh that's, a, that's a good test. What else we got here? Thanks, John. Hey, Stuart. Hey, how you going, guys? Ex excellent, sir. What's the test? Oh, look, I think uh, first, of, first of all, you should be able to name three cricket sledges. Oh, I'm going to have three cricket sledges. Very good. Yes. yes. Very good. And 
the amount of uh, beers that Bernie drank on that infamous flight. Now I'm going to ah, ask Tom. Now, how many say, beers did David Boone drink uh, on the flight from uh, Australia to England on the way to an Ashes tour? Was it 76 or something? <laughs> is that your final answer? Uh, Do you want to phone a friend? Oh, it was 76 in the sketch we did. Yeah. I'm not sure what it was in real life. Rich? Oh, I too reckon. Oh, sorry, Rich, what no, do you I reckon? I was going to say, I think it's about 56. Okay. I, 56 was the number that I thought. Oh, yeah, I thought it was 55, something like that. What is, what's the answer, Stu? 52. Oh, 52. No. Piss there, and there were a few in the bar before the flight. And there were a few in the bar. I'm going to leave the country. I'll pick it out. <laughs> uh, we're all out of here. See, See, and that's the thing. You know, there's not just, you know... These people from uh, way over the other side of the world, just mm. you know, oh, so from over the ditch. Hey? That's yes. right. The new Australians, the forgotten wogs, <laughs> the Kiwis. <laughs> we haven't forgotten you. Hi, Linda. Hello. How are you? What's your What's the test? What are we going to run? Running songs. Running songs. Oh, oh beautiful, simple, off. but so difficult. Absolutely classy girl, Linda. <laughs> yeah. Linda, what about? Uh, can you run in thongs on in on sand, Linda? Um, I'm a new Australian. Oh, really? How you no, going? No, I can run it long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> run on stones. Hey, thank you very much. Run on stones. Nice yeah. work. <laughs> Sorry, she's gone slightly Daleky. Sorry, Lenny. You're a bit weird. Hello, uh, hello, David. Hey, how you going? I'm oh, good, man. What are we? Uh, what are they going to have to do? What's the test, bro? Well, actually, I just moved whoa, here uh, whoa, in November, yeah, yeah. so I, I was recently acclimated into uh, Aussie society. And what I did, or actually, what my family did, they sat me down, made me watch the castle a couple of times, <laughs> and then spent the entire weekend drinking beer and watching cricket till I understood the game. <laughs> wow. And now, are you on the first plane back to the States? Or? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm here to stay, mate. Oh, that's great. Right. Welcome aboard. Yeah, good on you, mate. Could you, be right. Yeah, uh, David, could you just repeat after me? Suffer in your jocks. Suffer in your jocks. Okay, you can stay. <laughs> He's all right. You're Lovely. in. <laughs> Thanks, David. He's contributing. Hi, hi, hi Bianca. Hey, how are you going? We're excellent. What are, what are you going to do for a test? Okay, I think that you should be able to have a baby at 16 and pronounce it minnow instead of minto. <laughs> That's a true Westy Aussie test. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot to squeeze in at the airport, obviously. It's going to be delays, but if this is what we have to do. This is what we have to do, yeah. The baby out of Uh You know what would look nice at your place, Bianca? What? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to shower with a dolphin? Yeah, actually, I have. Well... Wonder no more because oh, it's coming. It's coming. The weird thing is, as if dolphins have showers. That's the strange thing. Yeah. Oh well, they're always wet, aren't they? There you go, Bianca. <laughs> you know what they say: people who need dolphin shower curtains are the luckiest people in the world. <laughs> well, I... well, I just moved into a new place, so shower curtain me up. Congratulations, oh. darling. Just say rack off Sharon for us, will you? We'll rack be sending. Good on you. Welcome to our country. Well, I think we've solved that whole race problem. Yeah, done and dusted. <laughs> okay, middle. Eastern problem. Let's do, like, back that one in. We'll do that one next. Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow, and uh, we'll find out what uh, animal you'd steal from the zoo. Oh. Uh, we haven't done that for too long. It's got to come back. Have, back. have you got anything to plug? Oh, no, nothing to plug at all. Read my column, um, watch Rove. Um, if you want to get ki- nits out of your kid's hair, just use vinegar. Oh, and uh, if you want to have three children, it just feels like being kicked in the face all day, except not as good. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do, Tony, you got anything to plug? I've got nothing to plug, but I do have our key phrase, and I think we know what it is. We have an enemy who uses the media to send out propaganda that would make you think that the war is already lost. We have a battle that we have to win, and we will win. We have an enemy who uses the media to...
Unquote. And we'll be back tomorrow with Cal Wilson. Rock and roll! And it's all thanks to the award-winning, that's the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito. at the petrol bowser.